Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. who is now in at Tottenham, back in English football today. He's in a Ramona! Yeah, I agree. Jakes is gone. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew. You can follow me at a Stetka, and you can follow us at Tottenham Depot on both Twitter and on Instagram as well. Uh, we're here to talk about Tottenham Hotspur nil, Chelsea two. Uh, not pretty, not pretty at all in the League Cup semifinal first leg. Uh, I've got Shuban here with me. He is at the real Shuban. Shoes, what's going on, my friend? I'm all right, man. How are you guys? We're doing okay, man. We're 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 all battling through it. Uh, it's been, you know, I, we we know that you just dealt with the COVID. You're kind of on the on the back end of it. Uh, we've got another one. To, our our friend Dakota is in isolation right now. Shout out to him. Uh, he is a as he described himself an unhealthy scratch from today's pod. So, uh, but we brought in, uh, you know, we brought in the backup. Uh, we've we've got Scott. He's at DSM Spurs. Scott's with us as well. What's going on, Scott? I mean, I would I would assume I'm the first name on the sheet, huh? But uh, but you would you would assume that, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh man, man, you you can you can refer to me as like Kevin De Bruyne of podcasts if you need to. I'm here, baby. But oh god, <laughs> I, I swear I'm not like that, guys. I'm joking, but uh, but glad to be here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the show the with the tweet that I send out every time we play like shit, which is. Wait, Tottenham played today. Um, <laughs> like, Wait, Tottenham played today. Um, you know, so here, well, here we well, are. To so be fair, we we didn't play first half. Pair of two halves. Yeah, I kept my toys in the pram. Yeah, and and the fair question I think to ask is, did Tottenham play today? Because they didn't really play like they kind of looked like shit and uh it's something that we'll get into important to note though that this is just the first leg uh we are at halftime essentially of this league cup tie and uh spurs get to come home and they're only down two nil so all of those things you know all of those things apply um so that's you know that's the important lucas more hat trick coming up in the second leg then well, isn't that isn't that exactly how it would go? <laughs> uh, okay, is is do away goals count in this competition? So here's the thing: I I actually looked about looked into that, and the only thing I could find was actually from a few years ago. Now I think the the rules change from here on, you know, from time to time in this competition, rules change. But from a few years ago, the weird thing I found about the League Cup is that away goals only count when you get to extra time, which would distinctly give an advantage to Chelsea if that's the case, because they get to play, 
you know, away when there would be that extra could, time. That, so. that couldn't be because then only one team can ever benefit from away goals. If that's, that's what I thought too, but apparently that was the rule as of like 2017 or 2018. I but, I didn't, I, but I couldn't cool. find an I couldn't find an updated, um, you know, distinction on whether or not that was the case. So, um, I don't know. It, we'll have to we'll have to look into that. We'll we'll get the research department on that one. Um, we've got a fourth member of the pod joining us, uh, you know, better late than never, which I, which I always appreciate because I know this guy later on in this podcast is going to be in my corner on a debate that we're going to have. And I really appreciate that. <laughs> it's the Todd father himself at TC underscore show. Todd, what's going on, mate? Gentlemen, any day, any day that you get to talk about Spurs, despite how fucking horrid they played, um, is a good day. And uh, the one thing that I will say is that uh, the bright side that you can take from this is that Jaffa Tanganga is lethal in the box. Uh, Just today happened to be the wrong box. So we are where we are. And um, it's good to see you guys. A little levity never hurt anybody on a day where you lose fucking 2-0 to those clowns. So there's there's been a lot of uh euphemisms for that that have been like spouted off in the in the Tottenham Depot group chat today and I think lethal in the box is just going to get added to the list of 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 euphemisms that we that we throw out there today but, um, <laughs> to each their <Great>. own <laughs> guys let's talk about this lineup today um a little bit different than usual I think we knew that Spurs would go strong because um you know it's a league cup semifinal against Chelsea and you've got Morecambe on the weekend um, in the FA Cup. So you don't really feel like you need a stronger team for that. So why not go strong midweek? But we got um, we didn't really get news. We got rumors early this week about Eric Dyer going into isolation. So Eric Dyer was nowhere to be found in this lineup. And instead, uh, Jaffa Tanganga came in and played on the right. Davis and Sanchez bumped over to the left. Um, we also got a change at left wing back, and that was instead of Sergio Reguilon, who uh, was on the bench, I believe, but uh, did not get into this match. I thought he was on the bench at least. Yeah, there's his name. Uh, instead, we got Matt Doherty, and that only lasted 45 minutes, thankfully. But um, I guess, Dubon, what this was strong enough to at least put out an effort, right? Like, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't horrendous, but it just... It, it all got turned on its head in the first half, right? Well, his thing. I thought we were outnumbered in midfield. You know, Skip. I think it was come who the three were. I think it, it, Eugenio is one of the Chelsea three. But, I mean, even with two, I was like really shitting myself. Like two versus two kind of thing. And they, and they had like three in the midfield three or something. And... They absolutely, well, they had you know, they had Saul and they had kind of Mason Mount dropping in there as well. Yeah, but they, but they, they were creating real problems for us. I mean, Saul Saul is like he is Atletico. He was one of the Atletico's best players last year. He can barely make the team, yeah. and, and you know he is a superb player. And I can't forget Chelsea European champions for a reason. But ultimately, what it for me what it boils down to is two errors, two goals. You know, and you make errors at this level, they're going to cost you. Yeah. I mean, and and his thing, I thought, you know, what should we call it? Um, uh, what should we call it? Positioning of um, Emerson wasn't great. Allowed Alonso to get in, and that's a really good pass. I mean, I don't, I don't like Alonso. I'm sure they're 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 relatives of someone that he um, unfortunately caused a few problems to. That would hate him even more than us. But um, you know, that's a really good pass by him. 
And then second goal, it's you know the good Whipton cross. Ultimately, Tanganga he heads it, bounces. It's a it's it's pinball. Yeah, it happens sometimes. And like I said, I was I said on the group chat, don't take him off. Obviously, Jaffet he's from Hatley, which is like a borough over from where I am, and so he's a local kid. And you're just thinking, yeah, take him off. You take you take him off. You'll ruin his confidence. You know, I mean, Doherty, his confidence is gone anyway. So that's why he said. <laughs> You know, yeah. and getting some value in him. So no, no. And ultimately, second half. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure what I said. TT. Because I, I've had this actually. I don't know what TC's exact words were, but thank you very much. Fuck off. I think it is. I think it is, I think how he phrased it. But um, <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly. But and I was like that. So I was, I was like that with Tongi. I thought, do you know what? That's my attitude. But do you know what? And that's why I'm glad I'm not the manager because Conte. Hits him, and I was like, I didn't do a bad job. And I'm thinking, you know, that's I believe I'm get fucked was the uh, was the expression, but um, again, we are where we are, yeah. I, Scott, I think the biggest issue, and, and I don't think I realized this until I mean, hell, a few minutes into the match when shit was going really, really poorly, but I think the biggest issue in the long run was the formation, it wasn't even so much the team selection because. Having two in midfield and those two being Skip and Hoybier, I kind of thought, all right, this team's not going to be able to progress the ball through the middle the way that it should with those two, just those two players. And knowing what we know about the full the the wingbacks um, with Doherty on the left, and and we've 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 talked ad nauseum about Emerson, and we'll talk about him later. Um, I just didn't think that this team was going to have enough going forward. To me, this should have been a 3-5-2 instead of a 3-4-3 similar to what Spurs did against Liverpool right Scott I think so um and it feels weird like being well, it's, that we're, uh, being that we're being that we're criticizing Antonio Conte for his selection like I who am I but that's we're we're I know you and I are both kind of in agreement there well it's yeah. just Doherty's not Sessignon Scott Exactly. I mean, that was kind of, that was, I said it verbatim in the group chat this morning, you know, Doherty's going to have to get forward and be super brave if this is going to work because he's so apt to just recycling the ball back into the middle of the field, which I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to because I did want to play through the middle, but he, but my concern, like you just alluded to was that he just wouldn't draw enough attention out of the middle because he wouldn't be brave enough to get forward and Sessegnon, God love him. Against Liverpool, that dude was flying, and he was fearless, and we could have used that today on the left-hand side. Um, we also – it's interesting because both games we were going to look to counter, and I say both games. I'm talking about Liverpool. When I, yeah, we're talking the, about the Liverpool The, match, the other sure. game, right? Both of these games we would certainly be looking to counter. Against Liverpool, though, I'd much – I'd more apt to counter down the outside because those two fullbacks just fly forward, right? Where Chelsea does play with wingbacks often – but they're still going to have more control of the flanks. They always have done a good job of that. And so I think you look to counter through the middle a little bit more, which is more challenging in itself, right? Countering is very much married to the flanks, right? But it doesn't always have to be. And I don't think we would have been looking to do that today. And so I'm not a tech, uh, you know, a tactics expert. I'm not enough of an expert in tactics to know, you know, how Conte would utilize a 3-5-2 versus a 3-4-3 when looking to counter through the middle. And I don't even know for sure that he was looking to counter through the middle. I'm just speculating, right? But it's 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 evident that something didn't work today. I some somewhere the selection was wrong. Um 
when Tongi came on, I think he helped settle things quite a bit. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons in hindsight, which is always 2020, I would say the three, five, two would have been more effective today. But for me, I was expecting Delhi behind two strikers. And I just felt like that it was, it was, this was a Delhi type of game, right? Just to come on and shit house a little bit at the bridge. And just like against Liverpool, when you're, when you're Delhi looking to continue your Renaissance, it seems like it's much easier for him to get to that place he needs to get to in those bigger games, right? Than it, than than those smaller matches, and that's that's understandable. I think that's pretty common, right, for a guy like him. So, I just would have liked to see him behind two strikers today. Um, and I think to your point, I'm ranting here, but but I'll bring it all back by saying I think the three five two just for whatever reason would have been more effective today, and I'm just not quite sure where that is or why that why I feel that way, but it does seem seem that it settled us for whatever reason, right? TC, go ahead. Jump in here on the formation differences. Look, man, it, it's... The reason why I make the Session point is, one, because he pocketed Salah, and two, because um, he is he was a legitimate force going forward. I would have loved to see somebody like Brian Heal uh, uh, on that wing, to be fair. Uh, I just didn't think that um, – I don't know. Also, we're over here kind of kind of speculating. And the truth is, is that everything fucking changes when you concede a goal within the first five minutes. You're, you're 100% right about that, Todd. But here's, here's, so, here's the difference for me. I, I agree with you. It would have been nice to have Sessignan around. He, he wasn't available. I agree with you. Maybe Brian Heal works out better as a left wing back, maybe. But I don't know what Brian Heal offers you defensively. I at least know that Doherty has a, some some experience, even though we don't think highly of his quality. He at least has some experience as a defensive, you know, fullback, wingback, whatever the fuck you want to call it. My biggest issue is, for me, if you're going to play three men up front, you know, Son, Kane, Lucas, in, in that setup, I feel like you need to know that you're going to have at least around 47 to 50% of the ball. Like you need to have enough possession to be able to have the midfielders in, in this case, Skip and Hoybier, who I think we can all agree are not attacking midfielders. Neither of them. They are more defensively prone than they are going, than they are to go forward. That's not to say that they have, no skill going forward, but when you play them together, they are going to be a more defensive pairing. And in order to feed that front three, I know that I know that you rely on the wingbacks to do it. And look, we're talking about Darty and Emerson. So are we really relying on that? In order to feed the, that front three of goal scoring players that you have on the pitch, you are going to need to have more of the ball. And going into a match against Chelsea. And it's again, we, we hearken back to the Liverpool match. We don't, I don't think we can expect that we were going to have a great amount of possession throughout this game. And you're right, giving up a goal early changes a lot of things. But Spurs had 36% ball possession in this game. And that to me sp- speaks to I want to have Kane and Son playing off each other up top. And I want to have something else in the midfield to be able to have another option rather than just being able to progress the ball down the wings. And so what I would say is that that's where the Lucas piece comes in is that when you, let's say again, you don't concede a goal within the first fucking five minutes of the game, right? You bring on Doherty as, uh, as opposed to anybody else. Cause you know, his defensive acumen and you know that he can at least put a decent cross in. 
But right? let me stop you, you there, Todd. Who's the other person other than Doherty that was going to play? So here's my thing. You have to remove Eric Dyer from the equation. If you look at the way that Conte's been using this, he's been using Dyer pinging long balls to mm-hmm. spring that counterattack, right? To basically uh, bypass our shit midfield when it comes to creativity, right? And so now you don't have that option because you have to sit Dyer and you got Sanchez playing at the top, which, I mean... <clears throat> Is not where you want him. Just say it. Let's just just say that. And you know what? There was a couple of times in this match, despite his obvious folly, um, which we already know. There's a Davidson Sanchez wobble is what I've been screaming about for the last 18 months. Like we are where we are. He has filled in admirably for Romero at right center back. But that is that is all you can say. That's what he's done. But he had a couple of different times where he was very professional. And you can see the improvement in Davidson Sanchez, which I fucking appreciate very, very much. But a crucial wobble, there is always in his bag. And that's tough. Um, but when you remove that piece, again, you don't concede a goal within the first five minutes. And you're compensating for the fact that you don't have Dyer and, and kind of the, the setup that you usually rely on, which has been very Dyer heavy, to call it what it is, yeah. um, to kind of settle the, the transition from defense to offense. And you haven't had that, right? Couple that with the fact that, and I'll be the first one to say it because he's my fucking Viking, PH was shit today. PH was not like woeful, woeful in possession today. And he got caught on, on a couple of different occasions. To, to me, that, to me that though, that's all the more reason to have another midfielder on the pitch. Because yeah. if you're relying okay. so much on PH and Skip having a great game and doing everything in the midfield, you know, and you're relying on them not having Eric Dyer at the back. Like that's you're 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 that's spelling disaster because then you're relying too much on your wingbacks to do all of the ball progression, which they obviously were not going to do. I think again, that's that that's where in in, in Chubes, I'll, I'll 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 defer to you. I think that's where you really needed more out of Matt Doherty, who absolutely shit the bed today. He but why are we right? But uh, why are we why, relying because, on that? I, That's hard. Matt Doherty's playing out of position. He's not a look. So play there. Jaff there. So play Jaff there. Slide no, no, Emerson no. on the no. inside and play Doherty on the right, where he's shit anyway. But at least he's a, he's comfortable being shit there. I, I don't know what to say. Like it's tough shoes. I can only think of one guy who plays out of position, as in like playing on his weaker foot as a left back, and that was Philip Lahm. Okay, and Doherty. God bless his heart. Is no <laughs> God bless his Well, shoes. Where's Rod on that? Where's Rod on there to play the left hand side and kick Davies no, out? Rod on Rod on himself. Rod on plays. He is a right footed left right. Someone who's right footed but plays as a left centre back. Yes. What you want is someone to actually give whip. And I must admit, when Brian Hill came on, he actually attacked his fullback. And I'm thinking, wait, why we why why do we keep playing him on the right? When clearly he's got the skills to attack a fullback, do a little shimmy and get past and put a cross in. He put Paul Sick in today, and I'm, and I'm not saying that play Brian Hill. I'm not saying play him at left wing back or anything else like that. Well, what he I'm wasn't playing. Is, the, the, the important thing to point out, though, Shuban, and I don't mean to cut you off, it's important to realize, though, he was not playing left wing back. He was playing, no, he you know, he, he was playing left, like, wing. He wasn't playing left wing. They, they completely changed the system in the second half and only had four at the back. I'm saying, what I'm saying is have four of the black. If you need to have, you know, an attacking, you know, left foot player on the left side of the three and attacking right foot player on the right side of the three, do that. 
But what I'm saying is, you know, try and get you know, try and get a bit of width on those players. You know, whether we call it a diamond or a front diamond, whatever you, bollocks you want to call it. You know, yeah. ultimately, the system. I got to give Kante credit. He he's recognised that there's a problem. He fixed it. He didn't wait to the 60th minute. That's fair. You've seen, lot, you've seen a lot of managers do that. They'll keep persisting. And to be fair, the fact that it was the League Cup, you have five substitutes, it was better than three, makes it a lot easier. You know? But, you know, he recognized it was a fault. And look, we've said this a few times. We think, well, do you know what? We've kind of questioned Fonte's line. Like, yeah, I'm not too sure here. But to be fair, he, he corrected it. He changed it. And, you know, I, I still don't think... Um, I was it um, Tom, um, sorry, Tongi and Dombele is, is a proper number 10. I still think he shuffles in between being an 8 and a 10. When the sales came on, I had no idea where the, hell, where, where the hell he was playing. I think he was playing on the left of a 3 or something. I don't know what, what the fuck he was playing. Or the well, right the, side. The important, the important shift he made was switching. And this is this is what I wanted to come on to, actually. Because in a match like this, where you know that you're depleted, you don't have Eric Dyer. You don't have a left back to play other than Matt Doherty. You know, number one, if you're if you're Antonio Conte and you're and you're set on playing a back three because that's what you do because you're Antonio Conte, I want to see a three-five-two. I want to see more help in the midfield and and try to play counterattacking football. Try to play, for lack of a better term, try to fucking play Jose ball and do what Jose did for so long. When Whoa. when when he when he found the slightest bit of success and just hit him on the counter, if 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 you if you only if you're relying on playing the back three, but then in the second half, you know he brings on a midfielder for his his quote unquote left wing back and switches to a back four, which is, and they look good for twenty minutes or so of the second half. Well, he, I I don't mean to just completely shift, but I think one thing that we haven't talked about yet we're thirty minutes in and and we've had good conversation about Conte and, and, you know, maybe some, some questionable decision-making as far as the lineup goes, but I still think it brings up the conversation we've been having for a year, which is some of these guys got to take a look at them, right? The, 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 the two goals we conceded terrible, terrible goals to concede. Right. And, and, and Tanganga's massively at fault, like without question. Right. Um, He's massively at fault for both goals. Let's just yes, let's without just question, honest. without question, right? But also, Peh had a really bad game. Kane yeah. was non-existent. Like it, just another example of us be, not being. And I shouldn't say that Kane. Kane. Kane played some good balls and he was involved, but he still. I need to see him pop up and score a goal in these matches. And I know it's easy to say that, right? But you're Harry Kane, like, and I just think this was one of those games for me. This was one of those games for me with Kane, where it's like. He had no. He had no service. He had no help. Who? Sure, but I think my you got to stop that like, guy. Get they got to stop that guy getting mauled by center backs at the top of the D as his primary touches. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I say I was, it's a little bit un, a little bit unfair and harsh on me to bring up Kane. But ultimately, all I'm saying is another example of us looking like we're scared shitless on the pitch in a big match and just not showing up. Right, like Ph. I'm baffled to see the lack of confidence from him on the ball in this big of a match, right? I understand it from Tanganga. Tanganga's Tanganga's a squad guy. He's a fill-in guy. Like he's he's never going to be a Premier League week in week out starter, in my opinion, right? He's a good I, player. I actually think that's a good. I, I, again, not to cut you off. I actually think that's a good talking point because I don't know that I 
I don't know where I sit on on that statement you just made. He's never going to be a week in week out Premier League player. I think he actually could be, uh, but, not, Premier League starter, but not, but not at Tottenham. Yeah. yeah, he can I start for a mid table club. I think he can go to Southampton and do a job. I think he can yeah. go to Newcastle and do a job. Well, who knows with Newcastle these days? But you know, <laughs> I I, <laughs> I think he could go somewhere and do a job. I think part of the problem that Tanganga has had is that he hasn't gotten consistent game time. I think he's a player that maybe needed to pull an Oliver skip and go out to a championship club on loan for a year and get yeah. his full development in. And, and I think at this point, I kind of think that time has passed. What is he? 23, 24 now, something in that range. He's younger than that though. Is he younger than that? 21, 22. I think he's, I think he, I think he, yeah, I mean, honestly, he he could he could even go on a loan to a to a mid to low level Premier League club and, and get minutes and do just fine. He's a, he's good enough to do that. But I just think today today it showed you know that one it's tough to throw a guy into a semifinal against a London rival like that who who hasn't played a ton. Um, but again, just just that mentality piece, and I think Conte's working on it, right? But we just we really, really struggle in big matches. Like we just do always, always, always. And it's the same group of guys that struggle in those big matches. Right. And we definitely miss Dyer today. Like Dyer, Dyer is one of those guys today that would have still carried the battle of the bridge with him. Right. Like Dyer would have came into this match for fucking blood. And we didn't have a guy like that today. Like that's not Harry. When Harry Kane's after blood, he's just putting the ball in the back of the net. It's different than what you than what a guy like Dyer is providing when he's coming for blood, right? And we really missed that today. Um, so we can't overlook that. But but we just another example. Like I said, we can talk about Conte and his selection and formation on and on. But like players didn't fucking show up today, man. And that's just a very common common thing with this club in a big match. I think Tang- Tanganga, I- by the way, will be twenty three at the end of March. So I, I looked that up. Uh, go ahead, Shoot. Um, Sorry. I was going to say that I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to Eric Guy. He was on a pod last few days ago. And he's all about doing things consistently well. And he has really improved under Conte. I think one thing he's been really good at is that, all right, he's not going to be like that kind of incredible passer out of the back. I like Rio used to be, or Declan Rice can be as well. But he is. He's, he offers that passing option, and we clearly lack that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Sanchez, you know, I thought. I thought. I honestly thought Lukaku was going to smoke the crap out of him because against physical players, he has been bullied many times. Well, he nearly did in the first few minutes. A few times. First few minutes. I think. I think it's always. A, I think it's a question of no. I think we lack leaders. I mean, Davison Sanchez. I mean, you guys are obviously a very vocal guy, but. You need someone in the back who's calling instructions, leading. And we didn't have that. I don't think, and I think that's something we really miss when Dyer's not around. Yeah. You miss leadership. I mean, I think there's something, I think, I mean, I think one of the things I, I, I learned about Eric Dyer is that at Sporting Lisbon, he was, he's been a captain at pretty much every, at every single youth level. He's someone that mm-hmm. relishes the authority. He's, he, one of the things he does is look, manager's the manager. I listen to what a manager says. I, I carry out the manager's plan. I need to know what the plan is, and I'll do it, and I'll enforce it. And clearly, you have players like Tanganga, who I think 23 Sanchez, who, despite his years, needs someone to hold his hand, someone to lead. Yeah. And I think Ben Davis is not a leader, and I think ultimately that cost us. 
our defense cost us this game today. Well, and I think I think Hugo needs to be that guy too. And I, I he he was trying, but I think he needs an outfield player as well on his on his side doing the, doing the same exact thing. I mean, it's you know it's it gets to a point where when you are being and and Scott to your point, you know, yes, the players need to step up, and I agree with that. But these are players that are being asked. A couple of them in Tanganga. When when you take Dyer out of the equation, you move Sanchez out of position. Even mm-hmm. though he's been playing regularly and playing decently well, you move him out of position and stick him in the middle rather than on the right of that of that back three. You throw Tanganga out there and you throw Doherty at left back or at left wing back. That's a that's a lot of that's three positional changes on your back on your back five on your back line. Um, that's a lot to deal with, and I don't think I'm not saying that Conte had the greatest of options, obviously with with Dyer being out, but I don't think he put them in the best position. For all of those changes either i mean yeah but i to, to i would counter that by saying none of the goals they scored were were us getting carved up the middle by guys being uncomfortable in the position they're in right the goals we conceded were just absolute lack of confidence and fear in play like yeah that's, that's, that's what fair. it was but like it, it, yeah so anyways whatever you get the point but um i just I, again i think there's there, there's all kinds of talking points here but and I'm, I'm not saying it's like the, you know, the, the sole reason for why we played so poorly today, but I will argue, uh, you know, firmly that guys did not show up today. Um, but, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's halftime of this tie and they will get a chance to, I mean, hell, if they can go beat Chelsea by, by two or more goals next week and give themselves a chance. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, what, the away goal thing we'll have to figure out, but I don't think mm-hmm. away goals is playing a factor uh, in this competition, and maybe maybe not until maybe not until the extra time period, which is something that we'll have to to look for and and, and figure out this week. But um, you know, FA Cup on the weekend, and and hopefully they can hopefully they can rotate a little more. I mean, gosh, who knows who plays in that match? You know, maybe maybe your boy Galini gets a look in. Maybe Brandon get- Austin. But yeah, I would rather Brandon Austin. Maybe we get Joe Rodon on the pitch, perhaps. I don't know. I'd rather I want I want to see though. Brian Heal to start. Yes, I agree. Yes. No and Sess if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Brian Brian Hill is someone that definitely has to start. But I think we saw today, I mean, he played on the left, he took players on, he was able to beat and get some crosses in the box. Me, I wouldn't mind seeing the three five two. You know, because obviously we're playing something similar again. I think we'll see it again next week. But have Heal and Sonny. Because Sonny's been very streaky. Sometimes Sonny, when he's on fire, he's almost unstoppable. But sometimes he can be a bit streaky. And I think he needs a game against, you know, let's face it, Morecambe. Obviously, for me, Morecambe has been, been English. You know, surprising me with my accent. Morecambe's a great game for me because, first of all, Morecambe's is a town up, up north. Um, famous for his pipe shrimp. It's um, the same for famous comedian. There's a lot. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm loath to do this, and probably Angela be really pissed at me. But my, my buddies, of course, our Spurs did a preview on it, and they tell you a lot more about Morgan than we'll have time tonight. But it's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, it will definitely give me sunshine. But what I'm saying is, I think for me, I want to see players like you know, I want to see PH be given a rest. Say, so, look, you know what, rest up, mate. I want to see mm-hmm. Skip playing in that middle. GLC, Tongi, either side have, you know, fullbacks like Sessignon, 
Berhati on his natural side. Let him play on as a fucking right-sided fullback. Let him play on that side. I want to see Rodon given a chance because that kid needs to play some bloody football. I would love to see Tangang given another chance, and maybe even Sanchez as well. And say, look, you know, obviously apart from say, apart from obviously Davis, we probably want to play Davis. Say, look, you know, Sanchez and Tangang, especially Tangang. But you know what? You didn't have the game you wanted. We know that. This is your chance to make it right. You know, GLC and and Dombele. You know, you know, you know, you've not had. You know, I know I've not given you chances. This is your chance. Show me why. Show me why I should pick you against Chelsea. You know, I'm. I'm sure. I don't know. I think it was. Yeah, I'm sure there are much more inspirational coaches. I can say that. But for me, Morecambe is a really good way to say. Do you know what? Let's show. You know, show me. Show. Show me why I should pick you for Chelsea. Go out and bash the shit out of this poor club, Morecambe. And I'm hoping he's not a cricket score. And so yeah, because I look at our team and we have good players. As Andrew said, we have good players. We just need to find out how to get the best out of them. And that's why we've got, you know, a great three-star Michelin quality chef in you know, in Conte, you know, to, you yeah. know, to work magic. Yeah, but unfortunately today I think he cooked a less than stellar meal. And and I granted he had he didn't have as good ingredients as he normally does, but I, I, I think he could have done more with them. And that's I look, that's that's probably the last bad word I'll say about Antonio Conte for a while. I just didn't think he put the team in the best position today, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, look, guys, we're going to have a little bit of a debate here. I know that Scott and I are going to butt heads. I think Todd's on my fav- on my side on this, and I'm not sure where Shuban is, so that's where I want to start so that we can um, you know, have him put a marker down. But we put this out on our Twitter account, uh, I believe yesterday or the day before, because there's been a lot of rumor about Adama Traore. Uh, and we talked a lot last weekend about Emerson Royale and wanting to find a different option at right wing back. We think that Emerson Royale is the more defensive, you know, type and we weren't completely satisfied with what he's been doing from an offensive standpoint in terms of crosses and, and attack. We, we know that Spurs are going out for a right wing back and Adama Troyer is a name that's come up a lot. So, I know that Scott and I are going to butt heads on this because Scott is the number one Adama Troyere fan club member. So let's let him go um, there, yeah. Let's let him go where? Let's let, Scott. What is it about Adama Troyere that makes you think <laughs> he would be a fit at Spurs? Well, I, hold on. Well, first of all, I will say this: I am not there, <laughs> anywhere near the Adama Troyere's fan club. Here we go. The backpedaling has already started. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal, run away. Scott, All you have to do is like is look at on paper messages that I send in the group chat. Like the- Scott, don't trip, please. I would hate for you to hurt yourself. <laughs> you guys, in no way, shape, or form have I ever said that I am like this huge Adama Traore fan. I've said consistently that I think he would be an effective signing for Tottenham at twenty million dollars. And you want to oil be, up his arms pre-match? Whatever, that's fine. He he. At $20 million is a very effective signing. He offers a more attacking option at wingback than an Emerson does, and it's nice to have the one-two punch. Um, And I think that stats aside, he opens up a lot of space in the middle, and that's what we need right now. We need someone to use that space, but we still need someone to open that space because Emerson does not do that. I'm arguing that what we need out of Traore 
is not so much statistic statistical in nature, but it's just the way that he plays the game of soccer in parallel with a cane or a son or whomever is in the middle, right? Um, we need more space to operate. I think he'd do a good job. Um, I also have a little chart I put together here. It's very, it's interesting because all Which works of, really well on a podcast. Well, whatever. I, check my Twitter if you'd like to see it. DSM Spurs. I, I think it's interesting that the two things that have brought up this hysteria around Emerson are one, his crossing, and two, his lack of ability to take players on. Um, all these names we're hearing. Which are like the two things you need to be able to do offensively yes, from the wingback standpoint. Exactly. Offensively, yes. Out of any link we have or name you guys have given me, Adama Traore leads those two categories statistically, take-ons and crossing percentage. So, like, the, the, the bias for me is just a little bit silly because – I don't even care about the stats. I think it's more based on the way he plays, but everybody wants a new wing back because of the two things that Adama Traore does better than any name I've heard. And these names, Serginho Des, Juan Cuadrado, Yusuf Tal, Joachim, whatever that I've never heard of this guy that you guys said yesterday, like none of them are even close to Traore in crossing percentages and take on percentage. And so I just don't really even understand what's going on. Anymore. Weren't you the same person that literally said in our group chat right before we started this, this is proof positive that stats can get in the bin. Thanks for your chart though. Yeah. I, so, so no, like, here's, here's the thing. I care about the stats. I'm, I'm pointing out how silly it is that people who are asking <laughs> for a wing back don't even understand what they're asking for. And but Dominic has never know, played a fucking wing back in his life. That's just, that's the point. Right. That's what I want to understand. Like, why? He, he doesn't. He doesn't want the stats. He he just wants Troy for the vibes. I think that's what we've declared no, here. I'm telling and you, one, I don't care about the stats. Yeah. And two, you guys do, and the stats point to him being the best option for us. That's all. He's I'm not saying. a Scott. He how is he the best option as a right wing back? He's not a fucking wing back. That's he really is, the though. part. Where, well, he no, is. But, he plays. Wait, is, wait, is Brian Heal is Brian Heal a left wing back because he's a left winger? No, but I, I don't. I don't well, well, what who, are we talking about? Then? Okay. Like, it's the exact same thing. We're Don talking Troyer about, right we're talking about minutes in position. So here's like, my problem, Scott. Minutes here's played my, here's, in a position are relevant to if they're that position. Here's my problem. Scott. Here's my biggest problem, Scott. Okay. <laughs> we are looking for a, for a more offensive right wing back than not offensive, but offense with offensive and, uh, you know, aptitude than Emerson. Correct. We, we, we like what Emerson does defensively but we're not sure about him going forward. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he has nothing going forward with Adama. You're talking about a guy who can do some things going forward, but we have no fucking idea. And I, my guess is it's zero what he can do defensively. You can't just throw a guy in there and expect him to have and have no defense, no defensive capabilities on him. Well, he, he has are you gonna throw? Of, are you gonna throw more stats at me I now am that, throw you stats don't, that you don't really <laughs> care about? Hey, you you guys do, and I'm feeding them to you all day here. Ground duel success. Adama Traore has better stats than Des Quadrado at all, and that Danish guy. Well, can you? I bet you so does Lucas fucking Mora. Like, what yeah. are we talking about? They're not the same play. They're, they don't play the same position. Like, we're not talking about Adama, the same thing. These stats are from his 15 starts or whatever it is at wingback for Wolves. I will show you this information. 
And again, he, I don't even he care. He does not he's, play wing back. He's an undefined. He plays in an undefined starts. position for Wolves. I'll tell you. I'll, I actually know how many starts he has at wing back this season. I'll tell you shortly. No, you don't. You have not I watched do. Wolves this much. I, you have transfer. I, I, you have transfer I, 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 market I, I, open. I you're, understand. You're, and you're looking at some <laughs> random page that will tell you that he played in this position, but you have not watched them enough to tell me that he was specifically playing right wing back. We can barely get you to watch our matches. <laughs> Triore has at wing back. Not as many as I thought. Yeah, there you go. Look, we put this out on our Twitter because we wanted people, we wanted to know. I would say roughly like six starts as a wing back this season in the Premier League. Look, Scott, to your credit, uh, not a ton of votes on our poll, about, about almost 60 of them. And 66% of those people want Spurs to pursue Wol- the Wolves winger. And I, I emphasize the Wolves winger. Because he's a winger. In, in, in this month, in this transfer window. I, I think it would be a mistake. Now, look, you're talking about a $20 million price tag, 20 million pound price tag for, for him. That's more reasonable than the numbers that were being thrown out in the summer. And I, I'm not saying, uh, like, no chance I want this guy near Tottenham. I don't want him near Tottenham to play right wing back. Like, if you're going to bring him in, he's basically another Lucas Mora to me. He's a guy. He's just a buffer it, Lucas Mora. That's what I've been a, saying. He's a, he's a buffer Lucas Mora that actually has less finishing product than Lucas Mora. And not as good at headers. So what are we And doing? is not as good at headers. So what are we doing? He 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 looks really good. He's he's He carries the ball pretty well. But look. When when Spurs play Wolves, I am never threatened by Adama Traore. Like he looks threatening, but I really think it's more of a what, what's the saying? He's a he's a sheep in wolves' clothing. Like that's what it that's what it is to me. No, but I'm reversing. Yeah, but, but, I, but I'm re- I'm, rever- I'm reversing. I see what you did there. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like I I have to I have have to make sure this is said right. Like oh please never do. never <laughs> come in the chat and say. Holy shit, we should sign Adama Traore. I came in the chat. Yes, you do. No, I said, said, guys, we are like, I came into the chat. We're discussing links to Adama Traore, and I say, it wouldn't be that bad of a signing. That's all this is. And then you you want him to be the right wing back. Why? Like, let's talk about this. Why would he be awful? That's all this is. Like, never say he'd be awful. I say, we need to go after Adama Traore. I want Shuban in on this. And I say, it's not the end of the world. I want Shuban to get in on this. I'm sorry. I had to mute myself because I was giggling so much. I had to mute myself. And I'm still giggling. <laughs> but here's the thing. Scotty, I've got full disclosure. Scotty's my brother, so it pains me to disagree with him. <laughs> Look, I think Adama Traore is a decent player. I think at Wolves, he, he, what he did, especially in the Nuno, caused problems for our fullbacks. If you remember the Amazon documentary, I think it was, I think Yama Tongan talks about how John Troy gave him such a nightmare at the time. Yeah, you know, admittedly, Yan, his legs were starting to go a little bit, but Adam Troy can cause problems. However, is he that good a player that to your because 20 million pounds? So I was saying 20 million pounds. That is a bloody big chunk of our budget. Yeah. Okay? A huge chunk it's of our budget. Tybala's image rights. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start that. Don't start that again. Because me and Dee are going to get onto that. What I'm saying is, it's a shitload of a shitload of money, and for me, if you're going to spend twenty million pounds plus on someone, first of all, I think his contract's expiring anyway, so I don't think we're twenty million pounds. But first of all, he isn't 
if say he was available on a on a free or something, I'll say yeah, David Amitraya, he's available on a free. It's a risk-less investment, and probably won't be you know even for say ten million, I'd say yeah, you know what that works. But Adam Traore doesn't even start for Wolves. We saw, I mean, I saw Wolves. Was it was it uh, Monday? Was it Monday night? And against against Man United, he didn't start. They didn't seem to miss him, and Wolves were playing brilliantly without him. You know, and that's the club where he's out already. And for me, so, you're you're 100 right, Shubhan. And for me, it's more about how he would fit into Spurs. Like I said, he's a slightly different does slightly different things to to Lucas Mora. And I think we have liked what we've seen from Lucas under Conte for the most part, you know, when he plays in the right position and he doesn't, he doesn't jump for headers as well. He doesn't have the finishing product that Lucas does. I mean, he's, he is a, he's a B rate Lucas Mora. In my honest to goodness, like this, we're not talking about a guy. And this is the point that I made in the group chat is we're not talking about a guy that was buried in the, you know, in, 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 uh, discovered on the streets of Wolverhampton, right? This is a guy that came up through the Barcelona Academy. If he could ever fucking cross the ball, if he could ever fucking finish one of those runs, they would have found that quality in him. Some people can finish. Some people can't. Some people look really good in the uniform and and some people play really well. So it's clear that what we are asking Adama Traore to do is is not what Adama Traore does. For me, asking Adama Traore, looking for a right wing back and buying Adama Traore, I think I said something to the effect of is, is like trying to to find a, a trying to use a blender to make some cookies and buying an accordion. Like it just doesn't like it doesn't <laughs> fucking work. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. That, honestly, all I can say is I don't know. Like. If we sign, if we sign Triore, I think it's, you know, nothing as disastrous as everyone else thinks it is. I think that Triore is somebody who offers everything that our fan base is saying we need in a wingback that Emerson doesn't have. And my point is, is like, let's think through all the distaste before. And I'm not talking to you two, like just in general, like let's think, let's think through these things before we like vocalize all the distaste. Look at Juan Cuadrado. He was not a wingback before people turned him into one. Very similar. Yeah. To I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna my bite point, on that. I'm well, gonna bite on that my one point, All my point is, is that if Conte wants to sign Traore to play wingback, I'm perfectly okay with that. And statistics say, which I again, I don't think his the statistics are even the point of us signing him, but stats say that he is everything that the fan base is asking for in a wingback, right? Okay, but here's the um, thing about see. the fan base. Here's the thing about the fan base. They're stupid. Oh, well, sure. I mean, no question. I'm sorry. I mean, dude, I mean, this we're is, and this is that. this is why I hate transfers and and yeah. why I hate I why I hate when the market is open because yeah, but, fans are stupid. Yeah, well, we're fans. We're just speculating. I mean, we're just literally we just set up a podcast like anybody can do it, right? Like so we're not Well, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We we are a high class uh, <laughs> bunch of lads here. Not anyone can do that. No, I'm kidding. Well, well, and and again, no respect to the work that puts in. You know, of course, it's a little bit of banter there, but I think ultimately, all I'm saying is like, no one knows what the fuck we're talking about. And if the club says that they want to sign Traore and Antonio Conte wants to bring him in, like I look at the way that he plays, I look at the stats that he put up this season, and I say, huh, okay, I'm interested. Like. I'm not. I'm not asking the club to go say in Traore. Certainly, there are people who can do a better job, 
But if that's who we're going to go out and buy and Conte wants him, no qualms for me. That's my point here. I mean, look, I agree with you to the extent that if, if Conte thinks he can do a job with, with any player, sure. But I think it's, I think there's a lot of fans out there and I'm going to include you in this Scott to the extent that I'm not digging at you, but you're, you, you just said it a couple of minutes ago. I think there's a lot of fans that think, well, you can turn any old winger into a wing back. And I just don't think that that's a thing that is. Oh, I don't think know, that can... at all. Triari has played wing back for seasons. Like it's not like a thing. It's not like me just making this up. Like Wolves played in a back three for four seasons and he played wing back the majority of those matches. Like, yeah, but this he, isn't even he... like saying Lucas or Bergvine should play wing back because they shouldn't. But like Triari has played there many, many times. Uh, yeah, but 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 like like Sh- to Shuban's point, he's not even getting in that team on the regular. He has um, eighteen starts this season. Okay, in all comps. Yeah, no, in the Premier League. In the Premier League. Okay, I I don't know, man. I, like, I watch just a a, a a decent amount of wolves. I, I'm not saying I watch a lot of them, but I watch a fair amount of wolves, and I just. Like you, you brought up all those other names that that, that Spurs have been potentially linked. That's to just all I've the right from, from people in our group chat or links from the club. Fair. And what I was gonna say is, like, of all of those players, I've probably watched Traore the most because I watch more Premier League than I watch anything. I've probably yeah. watched Serginho Dest the the second most. And look, I don't think Serginho Dest is really in the realm for Spurs, but like I. I just Trary does not do it for me. I'm sorry, and that's that's where I'm at. If they if if Conte wants to bring him in and believes him, fine. Look, I said the same fucking thing when Nuno went and signed Matt Doherty, and look how look how well that's turned out. I mean, that has not panned out at all. Or I guess Nuno didn't sign Doherty. Mourinho did, but still, you you, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. We we all thought we all thought Nuno was gonna turn Matt Doherty back into Matt Doherty, and he's not. Instead, he's Matt Doherty. Shit, I don't even think we even knew what Matt Doherty was when we signed him. We just thought, like, yeah, Wolves have been pretty good. He played wing back for them. Like, great. At that point, we just needed a, a right back so bad that I think we all just, like, tricked ourselves into believing we had just found the guy, right? No, no. I disagree. And what I would say is the same thing that has plagued Matt Doherty in his time at Spurs is this is what has plagued Deli Alley at Spurs, and that is the fact that their success previously was dependent upon a playmaker to put the balls in positions mm. where they could Good do point. special things with it. Matt Good Doherty point. used to love running behind. He made those runs constantly under Mourinho when he got a chance to play. It was running behind that last man. We just didn't have anybody to find the fucking ball. You're right. You're so, great point, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's why, like, when I look at Wolves, like, I mean, Adama Traore is not even the third guy on, on their team that I would take. Like, Pedence. Uh, Raul Jimenez, even fucking uh, what's the the Portuguese gentleman's name in the middle? Ne- uh, Neves. Ne- I take Neves. Yeah, uh, João Matinho is 174 years old, and he's still got a better chance of creating a goal than any midfielder we have on our team right now. That's true. Unless but, unless it's unless it's Tongi and Dombele playing in front of two sitters, because that looked pretty good. I mean, it, who? Yeah. I don't even know if that guy's going to be on our team at the end of the month. It's it's fucking it's wild business. What that? Well, guy he will, he he will because no one's going to take his wages off our hands. But but I, I mean, you. did you do you think there's any validity to the rumor that they offered AC Milan a straight swap for Kessier and they went? I, Todd, I don't believe there's validity to any rumor until you know me until they're holding the shirt up. Yeah, like no, that's why that's me, why I still, hate the month of January. I am I am the Steve Hitchin of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, 
the the only person that I actually listen to is Fabrizio Romano. Well, I'll do respect to guys like Dan Kilpatrick and, and Alistair Gold and such. When Fabrizio Romano reports it, shit happens. That's what I know. Yeah, it's it's a fair shout point. out to Fab. Look, I, I I wanted to get into this today, and I'm glad that we did because we got to kind of um you know let Scott toss the ball up and us spike it back at him. So that was fun. I, mean, um, I, I would argue that I won that argument. So. Well, you would you would lose a second argument then. So that's fine. <laughs> Um, that's fair, oh, fair no. enough. We'll fair enough. Let's let the fans decide. Let's let the listeners decide yeah, look, what they that, think. Oh, look, yeah, here's right. the, here's, here's, that can lead to a Brexit look, situation. I've had, look, yeah. Me, we do not <laughs> want that. We do have a vote like that, and that causes Brexit and all the shit we've got in this country. Trust no, me, don't here, want to let people vote on here's, like here's the thing like voters, the fans are stupid. Like, they just are. I'm sorry. Fans that want Adama Traore to play right wing back, I'm sorry. No. I'm I'm not I'm not into that idea. Um and look, I, I I'm I'm I know I'm calling fans stupid a lot and we are that's all we are, but we're <laughs> stupid too. We just have different different opinions and that's kind of what makes football fun and great and 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 all that it is and it's why that we're able to have podcasts like this to you know, to yuck it up and make fun of Scott because that's that's really the reason that we started a podcast is to yuck mm-hmm. it up and make fun of Scott. So uh all 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 love go 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 follow scott at dsm spurs and shower him with love for triori because we know of our listeners you know they all want triori and he does too and every, y'all can go hold hands and sing kumbaya how about that that's how we'll, that's how we'll go out on this one guys we will be back sunday to talk about the fa cup tie and then look ahead to you know whatever next week's going to be with this second leg against Chelsea and going forward. And we'll see, we'll see who's healthy through it all because look, we haven't gotten any word on it. Eric Dyer officially, maybe it's a false positive. That's the hope. Uh, maybe he can be back for next week. Uh, maybe we can get Sessegnon back this weekend. We'll see what comes of it, but uh, we'll be back on the weekend to talk about it. Uh, glad we got to ha- you know, talk about this one today and kind of put it to bed and, and see what happens going forward. And, Glad we got to debate Adama Traore and, um, like I said, have a little fun with that as well. Let us know what you think uh, on the socials. You can follow us at Tottenham Depot on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for the Todd father, he is at TC underscore Kishou. For sure. Scott, he's at DSM Spurs. For Shuban at The Real Shuban. I have been your host, Andrew, at A Stedka. As always, come on you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot, and as always, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>